What is good, FinTech fam? Nicole here, and we are back with a new season of News Bites. In each episode, I focus on the human side of FinTech trends you should be paying attention to. Now, let's dive in after this quick message from our friends over at NASDAQ. What the FinTech and NASDAQ data link are teaming up to give one lucky FinTech company a whole lot of attention. You can enter to win a full NASDAQ VIP guest experience that includes special promotion of your business. Visit nasdaq.com slash whatthefintech to enter. To help more people achieve financial equity starts with education, and the earlier, the better. Almost every fintech founder, CEO, investor, or guest I've ever had on this show always mentions a need for more financial education particularly in marginalized communities where the financial system did a lot more excluding than including. So adults from low-income communities end up playing financial education catch-up and slipping through the cracks. A great example of this is Season 1, Episode 10, where I interviewed Jacqueline Shadek, who became a certified financial planner after her family inherited over a million dollars but lost it all due to poor financial advice and a lack of financial education. Schools miss this opportunity to teach better financial education, and there's a ton of debate around high schoolers getting personal finance education over, say, calculus or physics, especially if you don't plan on becoming a rocket scientist. I know I personally would have loved to learn more about high interest loans and credit card debt instead of what A squared minus B squared means. So you might be thinking... Nicole, why should fintech companies step in? Why is education my problem? I'm not a teacher, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an operator, an investor in fintech. Well, the answer is quite simple, really. Your users are demanding it. Plaid and the Harris Poll just released their 2022 fintech report and found that 79% of fintech users crave financial knowledge. 79%! The specific topics that fintech users want to learn about are varied, but well within the purview of many fintech companies. This places fintech in a unique position to not only enable their customers to achieve their goals, but help educate them so they can sustainably fulfill their goals. And the topics they're most interested in learning more about are crypto investing. Just kidding. That's that's not what it is. It's actually building an emergency fund, checking and improving their credit scores, and starting a savings habit. Imagine that. Demographic leading this is Gen Zers at 99% and 88% of millennials that want more financial education from you, from their fintech app. I can already hear you saying, oh well, that demographic can just do their own research. True, but... Marketing technology to communities that have been excluded from financial services and don't have basic financial education is like trying to sell a car to someone without a license. It just doesn't make any sense and is frankly kind of dangerous. If there's a time to jump on this trend, it was yesterday. So you're already behind. So I don't know. I'd get get to it. Today's fintech founders are problem solvers. Those problems aren't simply making more profit or ROI, but personal ones they've faced. And let's be real, ROI has a new term. It's called return on influence. Let's take Rinda Gupta, for example. She's the founder and CEO of Sequin, which is a debit and credit card company she created to be female-focused after she was rejected from a credit card that she helped build at a traditional financial institution. Yeah, the math on that one doesn't add up to me either. 
And honestly, it sounds completely insane that she would be rejected from a card that she helped create at a traditional financial institution. But then I remember that it wasn't until 1974 with the passage of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act that women were allowed to obtain credit without a husband. And fintech has more answers, from providing better, more accessible products to making existing products, including luxury assets, more readily available to tomorrow's investors. Fintech founders increasingly see success as a rising tide that lifts everyone. And users are responding. Like, let's remember that users right now are facing record inflation, rising interest rates, uncertain markets. Half of Americans say that their financial stress has increased over the past year, according to Plaid's report. And the top concerns include cost of living, fuel prices, followed by recession fears, healthcare costs, and job market worries. As a result, four out of five consumers say the past year has made them more focused on their finances. Among racial groups, Black and Hispanic people continue to use fintech at higher rates compared to white and Asian people, and lower-income individuals are seeing financial results. For example, 27% say they've increased their savings from using fintech tools in the past year, and 51% say fintech tools have helped them feel more confident. That's awesome. Confidence is key. And all of these trends tie in together, of course. The challenge of consumer engagement is that digital transformation of finance might cause users to become disengaged eventually. Now, fintech adoption is up 38% since 2020, according to Plaid. So here's what I mean. Fintech is so good at providing access that users are now oversaturated with finance apps. And this oversaturation can lead to some significant analysis paralysis for users and some heavy distractions, apparently. In 2020, consumers downloaded 4.6 billion finance apps. In 2021, 573 million downloads in the United States. And during that same period, we spent 16 billion hours on finance apps. That's the equivalent of 1.8 million years of human brain power spent on finance apps. Okay. You might be asking, why is this happening? Fintech apps are so focused on engagement and getting you to spend time there that they're doing it incorrectly and they're sharing lousy advice. In fact, Fintech right now is just leveraging the same tactics of Silicon Valley social media apps to nudge you into engagement as opposed to presenting you with the best financial advice or information possible. An article from the Fintech Times put it nicely and shares that many financial institutions have fallen into a survivorship bias trap of focusing customer marketing on desired business outcomes rather than the unique needs of their customers. Too often, financial institutions view their customers as another audience to sell new products or services to without taking a holistic picture of their current needs and future aspirations. Very true. So the reason that quote resonates with me is because it's true. Right now, we're seeing fintech companies do everything that they can to focus on influencer marketing or just getting people to be hyper engaged with their apps. But why aren't we focusing more on actually giving healthy behaviors or or inducing healthy behaviors with the apps that your customers are so highly engaged in? And instead of focusing on the best return on influence or return on impact, we're so focused on revenue driving right now, especially in a down market, that we're completely distracted and we're not paying attention to the fact that we are here to benefit the customer. And by benefiting the customer, we can all win. Fintech is no longer a separate 
conversation. It is at the center of the new digital and connected financial ecosystem. A day doesn't go by where I am not in a public or social setting and someone isn't talking about fintech. Fintech-powered services are showing up everywhere in our daily lives, from digital wallets in your favorite coffee shop to QR codes to pay your restaurant bill with your phone and instant verification of income and employment when buying a car or renting an apartment. Reaching the next wave of fintech, where it becomes the primary way that people complete all of their financial tasks, requires cooperation across the ecosystem to deliver an open and equitable economic system that works for everyone. Helping customers navigate financial challenges to deliver better outcomes is just the latest test that fintech has passed. Adapting to meet fast-changing expectations can lead to the continued success in the future. But that's on us. That's on us to, to figure out and to keep up with these trends. Because I'd argue that the human and social and cultural behaviors and consequences of financial technology are so much more interesting than the algorithms and infrastructure. Yeah, anyway, I think that's it. That's, I think that's my rant. All right, FinTech fam, that's all for this edition of News Bites. And thanks to our friends again at NASDAQ for collaborating and our listeners for tuning in. I'm teaming up with NASDAQ Datalink to give one lucky FinTech company a big time marketing boost and a VIP guest experience for the ages. The winning company will be featured on the NASDAQ Tower, interviewed in a special episode of Hashtag Trade Talks with NASDAQ's global markets reporter, Jill Malandrino, and be featured on my podcast, Humans of Fintech, and more. Enter before November 11th by visiting nasdaq.com slash whatthefintech. If you love this episode, hit that subscribe button. You can find me on all your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, talk to you soon. Bye.